Hello, Mother. Hello, Jim. Given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Oh my Dead god. Oh. Um. <laughs> I think I'd have my parents and ask them all the things I didn't ask them while they were alive. I said I am. <laughs> yeah. I reckon I wish I just had them for an hour on my 18th birthday. Yeah, yeah. But it is what it is. Um, okay, good answer. Would you like to be famous? No. Uh, if so, no. Um, <laughs> no, I'd hate to be famous. Yeah, would you? Yeah, no, I don't like having to... Um, I don't know, I'm too secretive, I think. don't want yeah. people knowing about me. That's why you don't want this on <laughs> Um, that, okay. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Yeah. Why? Uh, it depends on what the phone call is. Not if I'm phoning friends, but if I have to do a phone call that's about, mm. you know, car insurance or yeah, complaining about something. Do you think the degree to which people do that is based on how anxious they are? I think if you're really, like, socially anxious, you do that more. If you're feeling you a bit... Possibly, or if you're just a very organised person and you want to do it effectively Something, you might yeah, practice yeah. too but I feel like when I'm more calm and just more like collected mm. I don't do that as much yeah well I suppose you see but well, that goes it's, it's the same thing so I, like I say if I'm making a phone call that I'm rehearsing for it's one I'm not confident about obviously you, like you don't speak to car insurance or health insurance yeah. people every day of the week it's a yearly job yeah but like do you do it like when you're going to the shop, do you think of like what you're going to say, like thanks or hello? Or do you think of those no. other things? I used no. to do that all the time. Way too much. Okay. What would you constitute a perfect day? Oh, I think at this stage, my perfect days are every Saturday morning. I get to get up, have a cup of coffee and go back to bed and read. <laughs> I'm not honestly that. For a while. Um, that would be a nice start that I don't have to rush to go You're somewhere. You're telling me that's... Okay, go on. I like that. No, that's something I've always liked to do and I do like it. And then I'd like to have... Um, be meeting somebody, be meeting a friend. This is too vague. For something. You need to that's it. a perfect day. Would but you that's, not have that all your family around? Perfect day. Would you not day. to Africa and see the cousins? Would you not? That would, be an, uh, that would be... Lovely, but very stressful. So I'd have to fly to South Africa. I'd have to organise all that stuff. I hate that sort of stuff. Somebody else does everything. Okay, if somebody just... I'd still have to fly there and I'd hate that. Um, But yeah, no, I would like that. That would be nice. Yeah. Mm. But there are lots of people I'd like to spend time with. So it's not just necessarily just family. Like who? My friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, When did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? Oh, I, I probably sang myself like, an hour ago. Mindless like, humming. Out of pitch, like. Um, if you were able to live to the age of... This is interesting because you're older than me. Like, okay. Um, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Oh, God, the mind. Yeah. body is no use to you. You can't think about it. Absolutely, the mind. But this is from 30 on. Yeah, don't care. Yeah. I mightn't have said that when I was 30. Do you think having so? said that, but I mean, I, I would have found it a much harder decision to make. But I mean, I wouldn't, but you on the other hand, that point, so. just about. But I think 
it's not that I mean if I'd have to have the mind and the body of a 90 year old from when I was 30 I might have considered that that was if I could still just age normally with my body mm. I wouldn't mind mm. like that's just you know if you're making a choice of you the body or mind of a 90 year old or a 30 year old forever you don't you one or the other I'd certainly want the mind do you think that's affected by your mother having absolutely Alzheimer's. and totally affected by my mother having Alzheimer's yeah okay yeah I think I'd probably say the same the only thing is though then I wouldn't be able to exercise and that is a big part of my life and well you could still exercise even if you were 90 it would be better if you could bits if I was 90 <laughs> before I'm really getting out the chair like, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die um no I don't but I have always had this note when if I'm driving in the dark Really? At night. And I remember this from even in childhood, thinking I'm going to die in a car crash <laughs> at night in the dark somewhere. That's but, but other than that, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is like... Okay, so this is... the. It's from like the New York Times, and it's like these 36 questions yeah. that are meant to make people fall in love with each other. So you're oh, going to yeah. with someone you're going out with or something. Okay. So it says like, name three things that you and your partner appear to have in common. You can do that for you and dad. Or okay. You, for you and me as well, if you want. Um, what what me and dad have in common? Poof. I think. Um, Fuck off. No, yeah, I think we have. We have. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, I, I. We have certainly got a very sort of similar moral code. Yeah. Um. That's so, probably one of the most important. Things. Yeah. So it, it would be. Thing. I mean, we would be. Uh, you know, similar in that regard. We're not um, impressed by wealth in people. We're impressed by character in people. I was saying this today. Yeah. I think the most important thing. Um, and I, like, I do think that like Dermot can be very annoying, as you know, <laughs> having lived with him. But he's a very decent human yeah, being. That's true. Yeah. Um, three things. No, not oh, three. Okay. Um, something else we have in common. <laughs> Um, a, a large scepticism for yeah, organized true. religion and, and yeah well yes he's skeptical too and he is he is um, and what would be the third thing we have in common Ooh, I don't know really we're, we're more different certainly than we're alike like the way the other one smells that's always been uh all right that's not <laughs> but it is know. it is that you can that's be you can right. be put off by the smell of people i never right. think dermot smells sweating he's always nice all right let's move on <laughs> okay what three things have in common with me um um i think i'm i'm a slightly anxious person i think you have a bit of that in you depending on that I reckon um, I'm you're getting better fine. i got much better as i got older i i could see myself at your yeah, age no, but i reckon now age. i've conquered that yeah reason. yeah and, and it did and, and, and likewise i was an anxious child definitely yeah with what things oh i didn't like being like i didn't like um you know i liked being in my own house i liked being in familiar places you i you're didn't introverted Oh yeah, yeah. Introverted in um. In introverted in a strange way. I mean, introverted in that I prefer the company of small groups of people to large uh, crowds. I really, I'm you know, I don't thrive in a crowd particularly well. But I'm not. I'm not um. 
shy either. Mm. So it's just about being... But worry as a kid though. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So that's something that you've yeah. learned. And, and when you say about rehearsing what you would say going into shops, yeah. I hated going into shops when yeah. I was a child. I would have... I, I, absolutely hate speaking to people in counters yeah but I was like that when I was Mm. a kid um but I don't like going to places where I know people or I don't know people like I don't like going to the village shop I still don't Mm. but I do it now it's great you kind of know people yes I don't give a fuck when I'm in Dublin I don't know anyone yeah it doesn't I don't know why I think and I think that's a very familial thing with the Mansfields generally yeah yeah um things Three things. There's that our interest in reading and in, in psychology, psychology and right. things like that, yeah. yeah. Um, and you're a nice person. You're a kind <laughs> person. And I'm also a very soft-hearted person. Yeah. 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 Um, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? My family. Yeah. Absolutely. You, my kids and my husband, primarily. Mm. Yeah. And my friends. Mm. But yeah, mostly, yeah. Do you value relationships over anything? Absolutely. After survival. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I reckon relationships are my top priority. Oh. Strong relationships with good people. Absolutely. And I realised how, like, the fucking... The lads I hang around with are just bang on. Yeah. And that's why it's hard to find people who are actually on that level. Yeah. Um, But But you will. I'm getting there. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Gosh, if I could change anything about the way I was raised. Um, I think, yeah, there would be one, there would be a biggie. I mean, my mother was manic depressive. She had, she was bipolar. And at the time when we were children, people didn't talk about those things. So she was at times very ill and at times hospitalized. And we were, it was never explained to us. So we didn't know what was going on. Now, when I was younger, I didn't notice, to be honest with you. I didn't, it it was only as a teenager that I began to realize there was something very, really amiss, but it was never talked about. And Eamon was terrible at discussing emotions mm. and things like he's very soft and nice and kind well. and maybe that's a man thing but he's particularly bad he's particularly tough. bad what i'm good at that though. you are My but are that good. that i would change i think that made for a unnecessary sort of um you just want holding in of worries mm. you because just wish things were yeah explained. yeah no i don't know if i'd have i don't know if i'd have responded very well to things being explained mm-hmm. but i certainly but it made did, it very difficult. When did you know? Um, my mother told me when I was 18. So, I, you know, so I would say from 14 to 18, they were years where obviously you're quite aware of things that yeah. you're very aware of atmospheres and, mm. um, you know, you know when somebody's not at home, obviously. You will, and we knew she was sick, but that's all we would be told your mother is sick. But mm. the, what she was sick with was never defined, you know, by anybody in the in the family circle. So, and, and that's another thing that's very different about it now, I suppose. M- mental illness in a in a in a person in a family is is ideally you deal with the whole family, not just the one person. So nobody ever asked us how we were. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Do you think you should have? Oh God, possibly yeah. Possibly you should have gone to counselling. Oh, I absolutely. Family absolutely. or just on your own? What, possibly on my own. It could because, as I say, being that kind of a reserved child that I was, I could have been brought to family. And I might have spoken to a counsellor either. I'd say I would have been one of those kids who would have just sat there and said nothing. And absolutely would have been very difficult to drag anything out of me. But it would probably have been easier hmm. with a stranger and just me. Do you think having that going on affected how introverted you are or increased it? Um, I don't think, I don't know. I think, no, I don't, because I know I was introverted before I ever knew there was anything wrong with my mother. Yeah, but that could have still affected it. It could have, yes, it could have in the way that, yeah, it could have. Um, But I think that's, I I think you're born with a personality, with a temperament, you know, I don't think, yes. Um, I, I could never envisage myself being a hugely extroverted person no matter what my circumstances. But I don't think so because I think depending on the situations I could have gone to either extreme. I could have been extremely extroverted or extremely introverted. Yeah. And now I'm more introverted. Yeah. But it depends on the situation. Like yeah. If I had a, just ended up with certain people in certain situations at, at a younger age particularly like start of secondary school I mm-hmm. could have been very extroverted. Yeah. Wouldn't necessarily been a good thing, but... Yeah, I don't know. I know I don't myself, know. though. Um, I, and I suppose uh, maybe it would have changed. I might have been more confident at a younger age, I think confidence is bullshit, but we'll get on that another Yeah, day. I don't know, but there you go. Yeah, mm. I, I certainly would have held back a lot. I wouldn't have been confident of my own Do you own mean secure, Or confident? Do you mean having good self-esteem and being secure, or do you mean confident? I mean... When I say confident, I mean feeling that I was capable in any facet of life. You know, maybe that's security. I don't know. So what do you mean? Uh, Like I wouldn't have, you know, what am I trying? Some people are very confident about their abilities. They Mm. think they're good at stuff. I would never have been confident about feeling that I was good at stuff. No, maybe I wasn't much good at anything. You're fucking really smart, so you're clearly good at certain things. But I didn't think I was when I was in school. Do you think that was because of how everything was taught? Uh, maybe, and and, and I would you think taught I to learn to study properly. No, I certainly wasn't taught to study properly. But I was also lazy. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not a good. I'm not a. I don't like work. You're good at it now, though. That yeah. even says that. Yeah, I am now. Get, when you, I you have just to. Zone in on yeah. But I suppose that's you're, you're very motivated that there's something you have to do, whereas but you enjoy school your work, work I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but I also was very, I was young for my class. You know, I went to school when I was just four. So a lot of people in who would have been the same year as me all the way along could have been up to a year older than me. And it makes a difference when you're yeah. a child. You're, you're a little bit less, you know, your maturity is a little bit less than your peers. You do that, it'll mess oh, up. Oh, sorry. Like, sorry, you can't okay. touch this. Honey. Okay. Sorry. But yeah. Um, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Ooh, I could wake up tomorrow. Gosh, maybe to be able to sing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for fun. Though. Just you for fun, just for myself. I wouldn't, I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't be performing for anybody, but yeah. 
I'd say probably just like the ability to have like really good attention and to focus like and just be like disciplined and like with what regards to work like because I'm just really bad at procrastinating I I think think everybody is I know but like the worst thing is I'll do it but then I won't actually do anything I enjoy while I'm procrastinating because I'll be thinking about it because I'll just literally sit around doing nothing just wreck my fucking head but it is what it is Um. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I don't know that I want to know. I wouldn't want yeah. to know. I, I definitely, and I, uh, I definitely wouldn't want to know because there are going to be good and bad things in the future. And if you know yeah. about the bad ones, you're just going to not be able to stop t- thinking about yeah. them. So it's it's, and it's, it's not going to No, it's nicer to be able to think things will get better, however crappy they are at any given time. Yeah. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time that you haven't done yet? And why haven't you? Hmm. Um, no, I don't think there is. Maybe I have limited dreaming capacity. I think not, not at this hour of my life, I don't think there is. Like one thing I always wanted to do was, was to go back to college. And I did that. When I did the master's, that cured me. A lot of the times when there were things I really wanted to do, when I did something in that vein, that that cured me of the the desire. Like, I don't want to keep going. I don't want to keep studying. I had enough of it. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it, and I'm really glad I did it. Okay. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Having my kids. That's (laughs) It's true, though. It is true. Is it? Yeah. Do you think most people feel that way? I think so. if they have children, I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. After, outside of that, like. Um. Outside of my again, my finding my husband and having good friends, they all have to do with important people in my life for me. I mean, mm. you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm reasonably adequate at a lot of things. I'm not gifted in in any field of endeavor, so I can't find an accomplishment that's, you know, the well, best thing I've ever done. And it, academics. Yeah, but it's not. I'm not. You've got to get a PhD. Yeah, but no. Could have, would have, should have. Like, I mean, that depends on. Yeah. It it doesn't matter to me the same way. Yeah. I don't want to be, you know. But I suppose maybe that goes with I don't want to be famous. I don't yeah. want to be. So I don't hanker after but what if you could be not famous but like like say like certain rappers wear masks so nobody knows who they are but they get their achievements yes but they have a huge talent that they want to Mm. like I don't have a huge talent in any area that I'd want to share I don't think yeah what do you most value in a friendship Oh, just fun. Just enjoyable com- company. You know, somebody who's yeah. on your wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's somebody you can have a giggle with and somebody who's, <laughs> you know, no matter how, you know, shy I, things, yeah, shy yeah, things yeah, get, that they cheer you up and yeah. they're, you know, you, it, it cheers you up to be around them. Yeah. What about, like, you know, the standard ones? People always say, like, Loyalty, trustworthiness, honesty. Oh, well, I was taking those as a given. I, you know, um, I, don't, I wouldn't be a friend with somebody who wasn't like that. Okay. Um, 
does it bother you? Would you be able to friends, be friends with people who you think aren't are, aren't achieving things that they could, should be achieving, like are way off? Like, say they've something they've a real talent for, and they're just doing fuck all. Like, I don't know. That's an impossible question to answer. How? Because I'd be friends with people if I like them, and that's a kind of a. Maybe you might really care about someone, but they're you just see them. Like, have you ever had anyone in your life who just kind of just fucking threw everything away to some degree or didn't you know what I'm saying no not really okay. I can't I can't think of an example I mean I, I just think it's like it's like falling in love there's a kind of a chemistry <laughs> with people that you get on with and it's not do you know just it, it, it is it is um, yeah but like people often love people who aren't they do you know, Yeah. people have imperfections like. they do but at the same time, something attracts you to people in the first place, and then if they're the, if if they've yeah. if they're if they continue to at every layer that you you delve into, they're still a nice person, or you still like them, then you build a friendship mm. and a, a relationship mm. on that. Okay. Um, I don't have a checklist of requirements for yeah, friends. No, I don't really like <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, what's your most treasured memory? Oh God, my most treasured memory. Um, I don't know that I again. It's so hard to pick a, a, a single. Yeah, but you memory. don't have to always be thinking about me. Or no, the, I know that. Know. I don't. I'm I don't. not going to care if I'm not in the. Memory. I know. Um, oh. I remember, um, I can remember, like I can remember back a long way from when I was little. I remember uh, Joe being a baby. I have a vision in my head of being in the kitchen in a, in, and Joe was in the pram, you know, those yeah. old fashioned prams. And I have a, a memory, clearly a memory of climbing up onto the wheel of this. So I was two when he was yeah. born. So I would have been maybe two and a half because we moved there when he was six months old. So I was two and a half, he was six months old, climbing up onto the wheel of the pram and looking in and him grinning up at me <laughs> and being delighted with this. Like I was just thrilled with myself. <laughs> but I, that's, that was, that's a lovely memory. Um, okay. Yeah. The next one's a bit sad, so if you're not going to answer, sorry, but it's what's your most terrible memory? Oh, terrible memory. Gosh. Ah, I'm trying to think. See, there are things that are very sad, and while they're sad, there's a there's a certain beauty to them. But terrible memories are more things that are just. Yeah, you don't have to say that. I'm I'm trying to think. You know what stands out? There's nothing standing out as the most awful thing that ever happened to me. I can't think of anything awfully dreadful. Um. My mother getting Alzheimer's, my mother not knowing who I was, I think that was probably the worst thing. Yeah, because there's no, like, I mean, Eamon was unwell and he died, but there's a certain natural progression in that. And you're, you know, he was still able to relate to us even at the end. But, you know, no, my mother was awful. Yeah. It's a bit sad. <laughs> um, 
if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are living now? No. Okay, that's grand. You already answered this, what does friendship mean to you? You've already answered yeah. that. What roles do love and affection play in your life? You've Let pretty much think. answered yeah. that. Um, share some... Po- no, you've already done that. Um, how close is your family? Well, and do you yeah. feel your childhood was happier than most other people's or not? I do, actually, yeah. I think I had a very happy childhood. Really? Despite, like, my teenage years were miserable, yeah. but my childhood was very happy, yeah. Um, and, like, we had... I had Myra, my very good friend, who I was actually on the phone to today. So yeah. I met her when I was two as well. We met at the bottom of the gardens. So, like, my friend was within, you know, was close by... Mm-hmm. in geography to me and we were in the same class in school and all of that was very lovely and um, we spent a lot of time in Ula with Eamon's mother who absolutely adored myself and Joe so we were completely and utterly spoiled but in the nicest possible way she didn't have a lot of money so it wasn't that kind of spoiling she just loved us to bits and made us toast at any t- hour of the day or night that we wanted it and things like that Um and Cora, for all that she had, she was bipolar and had her ep- episodes of whatever she had, was uh, just a lovely mother. You know, she was great fun. I mean, she was not like the Mansfields. So she was very active and very, she was on for crack all the time. So she was always, and I do think the poor woman, she got these two bookwormy sort of reluctant <laughs> children that she dragged around the country because um, she liked to be out and about but we were always going places and she always had half yeah. the neighbourhood in the back of the car <laughs> so we were going to the beach and we were going to the playground and we were, she'd bring us to the circus if it was in town and yeah. no she was good fun cool. and she was a real feminist you know she was very ahead of her time yeah. in that regard well I suppose she was of her time if you think about it half ahead but in Ireland she was, was born um, 1941 yeah, she said her so she was in her 20s in the 60s like yeah. that was but but this was Ireland so Ireland exactly. was still like the Fucked 30s in the so. 60s but yeah she was you know cool. she was very much Joe and I both had to do the washing up we yeah. stood on chairs at the sink and did the washing up together he had to do the work as well as me and uh, yeah I remember she bought me jeans I told you that story. No. So my mother wore trousers. Oh, and you, you know, were meant to. But she bought me a pair of trousers that were, they, a pair of jeans. So they mm. were like jeans. They weren't even, I don't think they were even denim, but they were jeans. Oh, wow. And they How had can a, they not be denim? They were like chinos, Corduroy, you know, they oh, were chinos. like, oh, yeah. um, but they, the zip was up the front, yeah. you know, which is, but at that time in the early six, well, it was the late sixties, I suppose I was probably f- five or six. No, 70, 19, maybe 1970. Um, girls' pants had a zip at the side. Okay, so yeah. men's pants had a fly, you know, that right. was, was just considered. So I had these jeans with a zipper up the front. I remember all the boys slagging me because I was wearing boys' pants. And I was delighted with myself. It didn't bother <laughs> me at all. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> what was the story you used to tell me about? I know there's some priest talking shit at your school. Oh, what did he say? Yeah, oh. <laughs> that was when we were in leaving. Sort of, God, the 1980s, when you think of it. And that was, what was that? That was 1981. 
maybe still 1980 actually it was probably the beginning of 60 but they gave us all these talks about contraception and abortion and all saying don't do any of these things and these are all yeah. against the rules of the church and everything else so we had this big talk from this man who was a priest and um, about the evils of contraception he was like there was spit coming out of his mouth he was so incensed about these things were wrong and there was the only acceptable form of contraception for the catholic church was a thing called the billings method which is based on avoiding, avoiding like the, the sex when fertile. you might be fertile yeah. um and so that was the only thing that was acceptable and everything else was was wrong and so i was listening and i was not trying to be cheeky i actually genuinely was but i had didn't take any notice because my mother had told me all about all of these things already anyway um, and she would say this is information for when you're married she was enough of a okay. a catholic of the irish whatever was she at that point. Mm, insofar as people of their generation like were she didn't agree with an awful lot of what the church like, said did but she, she would have god but she didn't like organized religion yeah i mean she say? did but it, it wasn't even that she didn't like organized religion she was okay with organized religion but she was a feminist so she yeah. would see the downsides mm. for women too but the priest was talking and I was listening to this and I was going okay this this was me with my logical brain thinking that just doesn't entirely make sense so I put my hand up and I said excuse me father I said we were always told that you know it's your intention that makes something a sin so if your intention is not to get pregnant what does it matter whether you use the pill or the Billings method now I was looking I was this was a point of logic for me like you're I wasn't saying you know I wasn't saying that the pill was right or that I wasn't arguing with him that contraception was okay, artificial I was saying there's a flaw in your argument. <laughs> if you can say this is okay, then that should be okay as well. Well, he roared at me and the Reverend Mother said, the man's going sit down. And I just sat back in my box anyway and that was the end of that. Uh, but as we were leaving the hall, mm-hmm. one of the teachers who would have been, she was probably in her early 30s at the time and she was a married teacher with children and she just whispered to me as she was going out she said I'm really glad you asked that question she said I'd like to have asked it myself but I couldn't <laughs> so I felt much better about it then what are you you're like 16 sure, I'm 16 That's yeah crazy. yeah do you think that affected you in any way being really young going to college like what were you saying um yeah I was just 16 I was just 17 I just turned 17 yeah I suppose it made me more like again less but confident you probably... less confident Really? was the thing but actually now I think about it I think back on it I think one of the most it stands out as a life changing moment for me or time for me was that I went to Switzerland for two months the summer after my fifth year so they sent me off so to the were... Swiss the Canches the family friends from Switzerland who had a little cottage in so you were just about 16 I, I turned 16 out there. I had oh, my yeah. 16th birthday while I was there. So it was the first time I was on a plane because I had to fly. Yeah. And I had to fly from Dublin to London and then I had to transfer in Heathrow and I had no idea you're what on, I was doing. On, I was lost. But I actually made the connecting flight. Yeah. Amazingly, I just followed the crowds. They could have been going anywhere. Yeah. I don't know how I managed to get to the right terminal. And I got there, but my luggage didn't. So we had to hang around. Zurich for an hour waiting for the next plane to land and bring my bags Mm -hmm. but they were lovely people and they were 
so, so, so I lived with Edmund was an artist and what kind of artist? A painter, like a, yeah. an artist. Um, and Any good? Yes, we had some of his paintings are in. But um, for the birds, lovely, like a real <laughs> artistic temperament. He was just yeah. adorable. And his wife, Elizabeth, was also lovely, but the practical person of the house. Okay. Like he just was a complete fruitcake. Uh, pragmatic, totally. And they had four kids. And they were lovely people. And as, as a sort of an Irish person brought up sceptical of, totally sceptical of Catholicism at that stage and fed up with it. But there was nothing else in Ireland. You know, there was no other, you Religion weren't exposed. Well, you weren't exposed. There were, but we didn't meet them. There weren't enough of them. Really? You weren't really exposed to anybody other than a Catholic in you Ireland. You weren't a there as well. Like. Yeah. Uh, but these people were possibly of Protestant extraction being, being, Swiss, but they were atheists. They didn't yeah. practice any religion. And I remember it hitting me significantly. These were lovely people. You didn't need to be religious, religious to be a nice. good person. And being religious didn't necessarily make you a good person. And they and I remember being there and saying, yeah, that's, I definitely, I don't believe in God. I'm not afraid of not believing in God. I don't have any of these, you know, it just, it doesn't agree with me. Did the Catholic and guilt bother you when you were young? When I was younger, yeah. yeah. You see, you don't, well, not even that. Catholic doubt, I would say, more than Catholic guilt, you know. Because I wasn't doing anything yeah. <laughs> wrong. No, but you but, want to believe in God just because yeah, yeah. you're afraid. Yeah. yeah, but anyway. I remember the priest in our sixth yeah. class going on about, this was one time I thought it was a lot of bollocks, was he was going on about um, why there was no female priest. Yeah. And he was saying that it was because like there was no women in the Last Supper. I was like, well, that's a little fucking yeah, stupid. Were, yeah. you know but I mean? that was, that's, that's just the argument. patriarchy. They were, like, it's not even a good argument. Like, it's a shy excuse. No. Like, you can show anything Keep it, something better yeah. to like yeah. to me. Like, but I do think that actual summer holiday, that was, that changed things a lot for me. So I was put in a situation which was very unusual for me mm. in with a family of people who spoke French. Now, they, the parents did speak English and the kids had a little bit of English. But largely, I was very immersed in a little village in the mountains of Switzerland where people didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And I had to try and speak French, which I was very shy about doing, but I had to. And I had to kind of rely on my own, you know, I didn't, the kids were younger than me, like the uh, Cammy, the eldest was four years younger than me. And I went off with each of them on their school tours as a bit of a helper to the teacher, but like really I was probably more of a nuisance than anything else. But I was thrown into so many things head first yeah, that yeah, I yeah. would not have put myself through. You just had to do it. But I just yeah. had to do it. I came back much more confident mm. than when I went out. That's cool. Yeah, I got into a lot more trouble then at six years because I was mouthy then, you see. I was I was okay about expressing my opinions. Cool. Yeah, I think that was most people in six years, they get a bit more yeah. in the show. At that point, people don't really care anymore. No. So. Well, to some degree, some people, yeah. Um, I can't remember what I asked you because we had about a hundred oh, yeah. things I in between. I can't remember either. Okay, you've answered this, but how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Um... Oh, you know, like a lot of things. Um, I will always, my mother was a very important person in our house because she was the sociable one. Like you can imagine, Eamon, you know what he was like. Like if you were relying on him for interaction, there was none, (laughs) (laughs) you know. He's lovely and everything, but you know. And um, 
we had, a, I mean, myself and Eamon had a very warm relationship and I always felt I was his favourite child. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think, I do, and I think Joe was my mother's favourite child. So that was fine. We had one each, oh, yeah. you know, we were each a sort of a, it probably wasn't true, but um, it was, she was a real presence in the house. So she was the one that made, added the, the noise, the life, the sort of interaction. And I, you know, enjoyed her from that point of view. She also drove me absolutely nuts. And I hated her in depressed mode, in, in manic mode. I found that really, really difficult. So it was like a, you know, a split. I hated that part of her. I, I loved other parts of her. But um, yeah, no, she was, she was, um, you know, she was a great person. And and I I also think now Jesus the fact that she had such a serious mental mental me, mental illness mm. as such, you know. She did extraordinarily well, considering, you know. Like she was a very loving mother. She re, she loved children. Yeah. You know, so she was. And she was very like. She was very, she didn't believe in corporal punishment. She didn't, everybody else's parents had wooden spoons that they got slapped mm. with if they were bold. She didn't believe in any of that. She was very much of the sort of, we weren't, you know, there was, we, we didn't live in a punitive house at all. Mm. And we were well behaved kids. It was more a sort of the expectation was that you were going to do the right thing and somebody would be disappointed in you if you didn't. It wasn't yeah. that they'd shout at and you or hit you or anything. Thing. Yeah. Um, complete this sentence. I don't think you will. I wish I had someone with whom I could share something. I don't think I'm missing people that I can share something with. That's a good place to be. Yeah. That's probably the like best. Like I have some to. really good friends mm. of long standing that, you know, I could ring up at three o'clock in the morning if I had to and say, help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what you need, I suppose. Yeah. That's probably the ultimate. Is to not have to finish that sentence. No, it's a bit too depressing as well. Okay, what is it? When did you last cry in front of another person oh. or by yourself? I don't cry so much now when I'm older. Is it? I, I cried an awful lot when I was a teenager and a child. I think mm. that's the nature of, of whatever it is. But I don't cry so much when I'm older. Um, I think the last time I really did a lot of crying was when, I, when Eamon died. Yeah. And in the weeks after that. Because, you, you know, you're just you're letting go of a lot of stress as well at that point but it wasn't it was therapeutic crying i wouldn't have considered it misery misery crying and also i found um i loved going back to helvick on my own when like nobody was there so joe would be gone to dublin for the weekend and i'd have the house to myself and i felt in almost in a time warp like that i was Back when everything was normal. That's cute. <laughs> Making me weepy now. I mean, if all the... But in a nice way. Okay.
Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me just check. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, that was a nice time for me because back in Helvig I could remember. Yeah. I could reminisce, you know, without other distractions. It was nice. Yeah. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? I don't know, I can't think of something else. I'm sure there are things I would find are too serious to be joked about. But, but is that... Should that be an objective thing or is that just subjective? No, I think, like that's, sub- I think that's subjective. So then, is there anything that can't be joked about? Um, no. No, I don't think so. Like, if it's done tastefully. Well, if it's done... And if it's like... Uh, like Chappelle I mean, says vicious things, but he does it does, in the nicest way. He stuff. does. And it depends. Yes, of course. If the intention is to hurt people, then it's never a good idea. But if it, the intention is to help people to cope with a difficult situation, then yeah. I think that's okay. That is a big thing, though. Yeah. Comedy's kind of overlooked, isn't it? From a bit. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important. <gasps> and it allows people to break down, like... Um, What's the word? Not patriarchies, but like yeah, problems with politics and yeah. people in power, like yeah, um, and to do it in like a funny way, but to explain things to people in an accessible way right. as well. Like, yeah, like the, like a lot of people Ooh. use Donald Trump mm-hmm. for a lot of mm-hmm. material. Like, yeah, um, Jesus, if you were to die this evening with no oh. opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you <laughs> most regret not having told someone? And why um, haven't you told them? Well, I think I, I have nobody. I wouldn't because I've told you all I love you. That's sort mm. of and that you're wonderful people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? My phone. <laughs> because all my photographs are on it. Uh, no, now that's what happened. Cloud, well, they are. They're in the cloud, actually. Yeah, so it wouldn't be. I wouldn't really need my phone. Um, my, I would probably save. Um, oh gosh, only one. I think my mother's jewelry, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That or my great grandmother's um, notebook from her school really? planning, yeah. That was the last, like she died three weeks after the last entry in it. So that's a kind of historical document with sentimental attachment or my grandmother's letters, my grandfather's letters to my grandmother that I have hmm. up in a box upstairs. Those things I would, they would be the things I'd save. Cool. Okay, you have more. I might just ask one. Um, another now I know you asked me so what what my another thing that was a very good memory, but also a really good something I felt was a great achievement. Did you ask me that? Yeah. So the the masters was a big one. Yeah. 
but also giving birth to you. Right. No, no, oh, not because it was you or anything. I don't mean that. You're, you, it was a natural birth. Like I didn't have any okay. anesthesia. So with Luke, it was really extreme because he was turned the wrong way and I had an right. epidural and it was really long, drawn out and painful. And he, it was a forceps delivery and it was, he was, the cord was wrapped around his neck. It was all sorts of traumatic, you know. Jeez. So like I was very calm. I didn't, I actually didn't register the danger that was going on at all, but it, it didn't feel like I was in charge of the situation either. Like it just happened to me. It didn't, I didn't do it. But with you, I didn't have time to have any pain relief because you were born too quickly, but I really felt like I did it. And it was, I, it was the biggest high after you were born. I was (laughs) thrilled with myself and you were just gorgeous you know what's the greatest advice anyone has ever given you Um, I would say the one thing I remember that I remember as advice was well two things my mother said um, um, it was a bit derogatory but she wasn't wrong either Um, all men are babies, except some of them, and they're the ones you don't want to have anything to do with. <laughs> and my, my, I what would you call him? My great uncle. Um, so my grandmother, Nana, her sister lived down the road in Ula, mm-hmm. and her Nana Cuff and her husband was Martin, and Martin was like. We'd, our grandfather was dead so he was like the grandfather to the extended family and he was a guard he had been a, a guard a sergeant but he was just a lovely man he was a big man and he used to tell us stories he used to make up all these old stories about fairies and yeah. goblins and all these things and he used to tell us that the, the white blackbird gave him the stories and he'd sit down and smoke his pipe and tell us stories but he was lovely uh, but he was, he was the advice, his advice to me was marry somebody um, that you admire and respect. He said, so yeah, you have to love them too. But I mean, that's all, <laughs> that's all romance and butterflies and whatever. But he said, marry somebody you, you admire and respect and whose children you'd like to have. Mm. And that's very true. You know, you have to admire and respect your spouse. Okay. Do you have well, any other most uh, of the time anyway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other advice for me? Oh God. Um things always get better. That's not advice. I know it <laughs> is, I know it's not advice, but just believe it, you know. Live your life assuming that things will get better and will always work out for you. Because they do. But most of the time. And yeah, you know, cherish your friends and your family. Okay. Leave it there? Yeah, okay. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, sweetheart. No <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Um, I hope you got something out of that, and I'd be fucking surprised if you didn't. It's fucking, that's my proudest one. I swear down, lads. Um, if you enjoy the podcast and you fucking you think this cunt's decent, 
if you'd like to help me out man uh, you can fucking go on to Apple Podcasts and leave a five star review and what that does is it tells the algorithm oh this is good let's get other people to see this so it helps me out helps with the exposure um, if you think it's shit follow the Instagram at my underscore parallax and tell me I'm a dickhead or whatever the fuck um, please don't leave a bad review because you're just being a dickhead you get me um, yeah I post on the, the Insta to let people know when podcasts are up so it'd be handy for you if you enjoy the podcast most importantly just tell people tell your friends man if you think if your friends are like minded individuals to yourself which is how this shit usually works you usually are friends with people you have interest with if you like this podcast there's a chance they might like it why not tell them why not tell them give this content to listen and I hope you had a nice Christmas as well this is coming out just a few days after Christmas I had a really nice Christmas and this year Christmas was needed wasn't it after such a fucking weird year um, I definitely noticed how much more I appreciated it just getting to see my family thankfully there was no COVID problems we all got together like but I know Christmas can be a tough time for a lot of people as well Christmas can be a fucking lonely time for a lot of people and if that's the case I hope this podcast gave you an hour 50 minutes there where you could just chill out and not be worrying about that and I guarantee you man like my mom said things will get better you know, I, I spent a lot of time worrying about not having friends at different periods of my life. Some more recent than others. Um, and it is, it's a scary thing and it's a fucking, it really does bother you. Um, but I guarantee you, man, you have more substance than you think you do. And people always find their groove, man. People always find their people. You just got to fucking stick to your shit, man. Don't ever fucking sacrifice your morals or your principles to hang around with bullshit. Just stick to your shit, man. Walk your shit and people will be attracted to that. And fucking take it easy. But just be sound. That's that's what I always say. Bottom line is just like, just be sound. Everything will be a lot simpler if everyone was just fucking sound. So yeah, take it easy. <laughs>